heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 29th, Thursday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host for the day, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It is a Thursday. It's the week after Christmas, before New Year's. I hope uh, that y'all had a, are having a good week. Um, Hopefully a a, a low-key week. Portland Trailblazers have had a rough go uh, before the play, before the holidays, after the holidays. They had a tough loss to the Raptors the other night. They had lost six straight heading into last night's game in Portland against the Sacramento Kings, a game that had potential playoff implications. And the Blazers get off the schneid. They get a victory in, uh, in rather impressive fashion uh, without – a monster game from CJ McCollum in the victory. Portland wins it 102-89. Another solid defensive performance from the Trailblazers. Uh, after the Christmas break, they got uh, beaten pretty pretty soundly by the Spurs uh, a couple days before Christmas. They rebounded. They were a little bit more aggressive defensively. They were trapping. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan a couple of nights ago, they didn't do, uh, they didn't go back to an aggressive trapping scheme last night, uh, but it worked nonetheless. They were able to hold the Kings to 32% shooting from three-point range, and most importantly, uh, 39% from the field, uh, which really, uh, the Blazers really were more solid on the interior forced Cousins out uh, on the perimeter a little bit more and they were just a little they were just more solid all over the place uh, last night against the Kings than they were a couple of uh, about a week ago in Sacramento when DeMarcus Cousins went off for 55 points CJ McCollum did lead the Blazers in scoring he had 20 points 7 assists really controlled things Mason Plumley had a really solid game, 12 points, 14 rebounds. And Myers Leonard, who uh, was uh, definitely in the headlines after the DeMarcus Cousins 55-point game where uh, he blew up and then also called Leonard out in the postgame interview with uh, the Comcast Network down in Sacramento. Plumley bounces, uh, not Plumley, Leonard bounces back, excuse me, with a very solid game, 16, re- 16 points, tying a season high. Five rebounds, uh, was pretty solid in 24 minutes. Did his job that he normally does against Cousins. Uh, 
like I said after the Cousins 55-point game, no matter how solidly you defend a player like him, a player like Cousins is always someone who can go off for huge numbers against you no matter what you do. And I still think that Leonard is the best guy to match up against Cousins in this uh, against the Kings. Uh, they're not going to see the Kings anymore this season in the regular season and anymore at all because the Blazers and the Kings are definitely not going to be playing in the playoffs. So uh, Leonard was effective in that role. He made half his threes. He uh, was really physical. He's stronger than Plumlee down there, is able to use his body a little bit more as a, as a battering ram uh, against Cousins. And he was pretty successful last night. And Portland also uh, doing something that I, I, I wondered if they might do if they're, if they're trying to be a, a little bit more aggressive. They definitely were switching a, a, a lot last night against the Kings uh, and, and, and having their big men switch a little bit more, which uh, is one of the reasons why I thought Noah Vonley might play more. And Vonley last night, while he did not uh, have as, as good of a game, I thought in, in the stat sheet, I think that he's actually been doing a pretty good job switching on defense, being aggressive, and just being athletic and giving the Blazers a, a, just a dimension of versatility where he can, for the most part, switch on to smaller guys with a little bit more ease than Davis or Leonard can. And at, at, well, they play the Spurs uh, next game, which is not going to be a, that, that's a, that's a more traditional two big man look. They'll, they should have Pau Gasol in that game. So maybe they go to Ed Davis in that matchup, but uh, it, it seems like Vonley playing more, uh, at least in this stretch without Damian Lillard, is, is something that we'll continue to see and something that right now Portland isn't in a good position to uh, – something is broken, clearly. Like there, there's there's not the, – the, the adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, doesn't apply to the Blazers this season. Because uh, it seems like everything that they're doing isn't really working, which, uh, or, or at least up until the Christmas point in the middle of that losing streak. And I maybe trying to go unconventional with a guy like Vonley in the rotation, even though his plus minus hasn't been that good this season. Uh, maybe trying to go the other way on stuff will help. I, I don't know. Uh, the Vonley Leonard combination uh, has been pretty solid for the most part, uh, which has been a surprise to me, knowing that uh, those two rarely played together last season. Usually one of those guys had to be with another veteran if they were out there on the court, whether it was Plumlee or Ed Davis or even Kamen. And uh, those two guys have actually been surprisingly effective on the court this season. And, and Stotts has been going to them more and more, uh, which is, which has been really interesting to see that develop because you would not think that Vonley Leonard would be a positive for the Blazers, but so far this season it has. Uh, they have outscored their opponents uh, just barely, and they've actually played surprisingly solid defense. Uh, so th that, that could be a combination to watch for, on these bench units now which is going to be really interesting to see um, how Ed Davis deals with that. Uh, Ed Davis not playing last night against the Kings. Victory for the Blazers nonetheless, but uh, interesting stuff happening with the Blazers uh, as this season develops because 
they, they've got to make some changes. They've got to shake things up. And it seems like Stotts is doing that with playing Vonley a little bit more and, and, and just trying to add add a little athleticism to this team uh, because it seems like maybe a little a little youth, a little aggression would be helpful. And, and, and they have been a little bouncier uh, the last couple of games. Um, Damian Lillard did not play for the second straight game, and the Blazers played a, a, another solid defensive game. I think they 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 really uh, were were very solid, and that's what they have to do with with Lillard out. Is that uh, obviously the defense that they've been playing with Lillard in the game hasn't been able to win them games, but uh, especially with him out and them you know only mustering up. They they mustered a hundred uh, or ninety one against the against the Raptors and they had a hundred and two which is not bad, but not exactly where this team has been regularly. But they're winning and they're in they're in these games and uh, they're they're playing much more solid defense. The last two games uh, defensive ratings under a hundred. They're still in last place defensively, but they've strung together two consecutive defensive strong defensive performances, which is something that they really have not done so far this year. So if Lillard being out is a key to some of the guys on this team finding themselves once again, as they did to an extent last year, uh, that's a great, that's a great thing that, and hopefully something that will, will carry over when Lillard returns, especially if they want to get into the playoffs or, or make up any ground uh, on the teams in front of them, that's that's a it's a tough task right now. Portland still on the outside of the playoff picture, looking in. Uh, at this point in the season, they are in tenth place, still a game behind both Sacramento and Denver in the Western Conference. Sacramento's holding on to eighth place right now, uh, and to get into the mix where I think Portland thought they would be, or at least where I thought Portland would be. Uh, in the that second tier of the playoffs, uh, they need they need to make up some ground. They're they're right now they're six games back of the seventh place Grizzlies, so uh, Portland's still got their work cut out for them uh, and a long way to go. And they they just may not. Uh, th- there was a, a win they needed last night, but they still have a lot to prove. Uh, they, but. Uh, if Lillard comes back and can, if the team can continue to be more consistent defensively and Lillard comes back and uh, just adds to that, uh, that would be big. So, uh, but we'll have to see uh, if, if that's the case and if that happens. And uh, it's going to be an interesting season if they're playing well right now, playing solid defensively, getting better, and, and, and Lillard comes back, and, 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 and still things are not right. Uh, again, I would say it's not fair to expect a repeat of last year where they lost Lillard, they kind of found themselves, and then they went on a run when Lillard really started to turn things up around the All-Star break. So I don't know if that's going to happen again, but... Uh, if, if you're a Blazer fan and you want them to make the playoffs, that's what you got to hope for. Is you got to hope that this team continues to build off of this experience of kind of being at sea without their best player uh, and and making the most of it and uh, how how they handle that. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, think that perhaps Lillard might be the issue with this team. 
they've played two solid games, which I I still think that's way too small of a sample size to look into too much to draw any conclusions. And again, when you play against really great teams, you're going to need guys like Damian Lillard to win games. Uh, I don't quite buy uh, that he being out is the reason that they have won. However, uh, there are some others that, that think that, that Damian Lillard might be the reason, and the most notable of those folks that uh, are blaming Portland's struggles on Damian Lillard is George Carl, who has been on a tour of hot takes uh, from his book. His book, Furious George, uh, has been filling news feeds for the last week or so. Uh, it started with his comments about Kenyon Martin and Carmelo Anthony, guys that he coached when he was the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. And it extended to a New York Magazine interview that he did that went up yesterday on the New York Magazine website where he thinks Damian Lillard is the reason that Portland has fallen short of expectations. Here's here's Carl's quote from the New York Magazine interview. I was watching the Portland Trailblazers play, and I was trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with this team. And my conclusion is that Damian Lillard is getting too much attention. Who controls the team? The coach and the point guard. And that team is not working. I think their coach, Terry Stotts, is a great coach. So I'm going to say Lillard is the problem. They were con- they were a together, connected, committed team last year. This year, they're not. What changed? Uh, I-, I think what, what Carl is clearly uh, l- trying to draw attention to uh, I think is the attention that Lillard got last year, being all a second team All NBA, being a guy who was uh, really he was the center, he was the focus of the NBA's best Cinderella story last year, and got the attention that he deserved for pulling the Blazers out of the basement, getting in the second round, and playing really well in the second round against the Warriors. And you know he's in all the State Farm commercials. He he produced an album, all that stuff. Uh, I I don't necessarily think though that that ha- has had uh, that much of a negative effect on the team. It, it seems like the team just has been to me snuffed out a little bit by their opponents. Teams know what to expect, and I think the surprise factor about what the Blazers are going to do, who they are, how they're going to attack you, is no longer there. And I think they're finding, uh, uh, they're they're trying to find a new identity within this new reality where they're no longer uh, the lovable underdog that no one expects to win. But that did not stop the uh, Blazers people around Damian Lillard from uh, addressing the rumor obviously lots of reporters wanted to know what those around Damian Lillard thought uh, Terry Stotts uh, with a uh, very pointed statement last night before Portland's game against Sacramento here is what Stotts had to say to reporters about George Carl's comments on Damian Lillard I owe a lot to George I got my start in coaching with George I would not be here if not for him. But when it comes to my team and my players, he needs to stay in his own lane. He doesn't know Damian Lillard. He doesn't know how coachable he is. He doesn't know what a great teammate he is. He doesn't know how much Damian cares about winning and how important he is to this franchise. I thought his comments, however well intended they may have been, which I can't understand, I can't tolerate. And uh, Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, uh, reached out uh, or commented, uh, gave Crispy Haynes from ESPN, a uh, comment, and here's what Goodwin said. 
That's silly. I have always loved and respected George way back when he coached Gary Payton. But with an observation, with that observation, he sounds like an idiot. He couldn't get anyone in this league to agree with him on that assessment. If it's either the coach or the point guard, the point guard runs the coach's plays. I guess that explains him becoming a writer. So, uh, and Aaron Goodwin, by the way, mentioned Gary Payton in that Goodwin represented Gary Payton, still represents Gary Payton. Uh, so a guy who played for George Carl. So, uh, lots of worlds colliding here. Terry Stotts, as I'm sure you may be gathered by that statement and other things that we've talked about on this podcast before, was an assistant for George Carl back in the day, back when they were both in Seattle in the early 90s. So, uh, really interesting target for George Carl to choose, but it seems like he's, he's pretty indiscriminate these days about who he's taking shots at. And a lot of the folks have uh, have also pointed out that he's going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame in a couple of years, and, and and taking shots at GMs and and players and 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 settling scores, so to speak. Uh, I think Terry Stotts mentioned something to that effect. Uh, probably will not help him in the long run. Uh, also, Terry Stotts's statement to uh, reporters yesterday very much read like the perfect Terry Stotts. Uh, uh, disappointment. You know, I don't, I don't think he's mad. He's just he's just disappointed, and 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 that's that's. I feel like that's, that's the face that Stotts gives the the Blazers a lot when he he's not happy with something that they do, and it, the fact that he cares about George Carl clearly, I think, late made it even more so like that. But uh, it was also again in Stotts' own way uh, of being very. Uh, protective of his players. I mean that that is that is Terry taking a stand, and it was uh, uh, classic uh, the way that he uh, stood up for his guy. And, and and that's and again that's Dame has Terry's back, and Terry Stotts has Dame's back. That's that that uh, of all the the player coach relationships on the Blazers, that one I definitely know uh, that Stotts has Dame's back because Dame's got his back. I mean the the NBA is a players' league. And at the end of the day, that's where your bread is buttered. That's where Popovich, Popovich and Tim Duncan have each other's back because Popovich knows that he wouldn't be Popovich without Tim Duncan. And I think to an extent, Stotts, uh, both Stotts and Lillard owe each other a lot uh, for the success that they've had over these past couple of years. And so uh doesn't surprise me that, that Stotts came out and had Lillard's back like that because Lillard has had Stotts' back. I think... Uh, Stotts having Lillard's uh, Lillard having Stotts' back was one of the reasons that the team played so well last year. I think it's another reason why they performed so well in the playoffs. I think behind closed doors, Lillard has had Stotts' back. That's what I've heard for uh, a few years now. Is that that Lillard uh, loves playing for Stotts and 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 wants. Uh, and, and really uh, loves playing for him and, and, and is an advocate for him. So, uh, you know, that was, that was last year around the time when Stotts was uh, still had not signed an extension, but everything I had heard leading up to that was that Lillard was perhaps his biggest advocate. So uh, that, that Lillard came out or that Stotts came out to defend Lillard. Uh, it, it's just another example of the relationship those two guys have. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, that two guys, you know, even in the middle of a season where they're both 
uh, underperforming. They're having rough seasons compared to where people thought they would be. Stotts probably had the highest expectations he's ever had as a coach, and Lillard probably the highest expectations he's had as a player, and both of them are, are struggling right now, but they're still uh, they're, they're still got each other's back, uh, which which they should do. So uh, pretty, pretty uh, cool, I guess, non... Uh, it doesn't have to do necessarily with the the play on the court. Uh, it does to an extent, but it, it, it's a good uh, personal moment, I think, uh, on, on this season. And I wonder if maybe uh, what the, these comments in, inadvertently uh, sparked the Blazers. You never know with stuff like this, but it, it just takes something small. It just takes uh, – uh, you don't know what it takes to kind of to, to turn a season around. And the 82-game season so long that – uh, finding these little things here and there. We hear stories about it every year where someone says something and it's a little small thing and it becomes a big thing and then the team rallies around it. Who knows if that's the case, but uh, who knows? George Carl did present Terry Stotts with a, uh, a kind of a rally moment there and, and the Blazers rallied around Damian Lillard and then they not only rally around him, they... They rally that same night for a really impressive victory and one that they really needed. So uh, yesterday was a good day for the Blazers. They have had a really rough month. They had lost 10 of 11 going in. They had lost six straight heading into last night. But George Carl uh, and the team playing well with Lillard out, all of that stuff coming together. Good, good game. Uh, good, good day for the Blazers. So, uh, while December has been real rough for them so far, uh, they had had a little bit of a turnaround last night. They are fourteen and 10th place in the Western Conference. Still not anywhere close to where they want to be, or where we expected them to be. But there's still lots of time. We're still not even halfway through the season. So, uh. Portland has a tough road ahead. They have some tough matchups. They got Golden State, San Antonio. I think they've got San Antonio first on Friday. Then they've got uh, Minnesota and Golden State. So uh, they're going to have some tough matchups here uh, over the next couple of days. And that Minnesota game matters a little bit more now because while Minnesota has been terribly inconsistent themselves uh, and have them all have also played below what folks expected of them that game uh could help them make up a lot of ground in the playoff race on the kings the nuggets the blazers the pelicans so uh lots of uh important games here for the blazers if they want to scrap it together and make it in the playoffs so uh they're playing better we don't know if lillard's going to be back he was doubtful heading into the last game i don't necessarily think that rushing him back is a good idea uh so they may be without him for a little while longer. That fall was pretty tough that he took. We'll see uh, how they do here. But uh, the defense has been stronger. They're playing some of the younger guys more. They're going to Vonley Leonard, which is weird, but that's where we are this season. Uh, yeah, this team uh, gets a win last night. Uh, still finding their way through, but uh, interesting to see where the defense goes over these next couple of games when they're facing 
teams with better guards, uh, like the Spurs, like the Wolves with Zach Levine and Wiggins and, and, and the Warriors, of course, will they be able to play uh, a tougher game against the Warriors after getting beat by 45 points a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I think that will be an interesting time to check in on the Blazers again. Obviously, we'll be checking on them throughout this road trip, but when they face the Warriors again, we'll see how far they've come, if they've come uh, along that much at all uh, when, they, when they face the Warriors and, and, and see if they can make that game a little bit more respectable uh, because it's clear that everybody respects the Blazers, but now they have to recalibrate uh, how they play. They have done much better the last couple of games. If they can carry that on, I think it uh, bodes well for their season ahead if they can continue to play defense the way that they have. But that remains to be seen. Thank you for listening to another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson. Follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Follow the podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. If you've listened to us on FanRag Sports, thank you for tuning in. And be sure to check out uh, the big selection of podcasts that we have on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're in a little bit of a downturn right now at, at, because uh, most people are not online as much this week. However, uh, we're going to continue giving you the content. Be sure to check out all of the Locked On Podcasts from every NBA team, every NFL team. NFL playoffs are coming up. Uh, I, if you're in your fantasy football uh, championships, I know a lot of y'all had them last week. We have fantasy Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, who was on the podcast a couple of months ago. That's a great listen, great fantasy advice. Uh, fantasy basketball right in the middle. We're right in the thick of things right now. So that's important. So definitely tune in to that. Locked On NBA with David Locke, another great podcast. And then also check out uh, other podcasts that are uh, associated with the Locked On Podcast Network, like the Dunked On Basketball Podcast with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue. So... Uh, lots of great stuff for you to check out. Please keep tuning in. Stay locked on, Blazers. And tell your friends. Keep subscribing. And keep listening. We'll be back. Blazers play Friday against the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. We'll be back with you before the new year, after that game. So uh, keep it locked on, Blazers. And we'll be back soon. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.